Three episodes of Pryor's Place. It was, uh, it, it was uh, pretty, pretty painful. Uh, so, it was. So, so uh, what you just heard there was a promo for the 1984 children's show Pryor's Place, which uh, was on CBS and starred Richard Pryor. And of Richard course, Pryor. you've yeah. tuned into another episode of Comedy History 101. Where we school you in comedy. I, of course, am Harmon Leon, and with me, as always, Scott Colonico. How are you, Scott? I don't know why I'm Let's screaming get on that. Down to Pryor's place. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so um, I, I I did not know this even existed until when 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 do we we learn that there was a children's show called Pryor's Place that starred Richard Pryor. And that was we were, do, we were doing the re- researching our comebacks episode, and I think one of us stumbled over it in Wikipedia or something. And then, thanks to the internet, the beauty that is the internet, <laughs> is we found episodes of Pryor's Place on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So give you a little rundown. So the year, nineteen eighty four, the network, CBS, the star, Richard Pryor. So Pryor's Place is kind of like a Sesame Street, except with Richard Pryor. And instead of having Muppets, the show was created by uh, Sid and Marty Croft, who did, uh, what did they do, like Land of the Lost? Land of the Lost, Sigma of the Sea Monsters, H.R. Puff and stuff. I could go on, but it's kind of scary. But yeah, they kind of, and the, the weird, we could get into them later. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to it. You go ahead and, <laughs> I have some, some information about Sid and Marty Harmon. If you go ahead and continue on, please. Yeah, so again, I'd never even heard of the show, and then we came across it. And the year's 1984. This is two years after Richard Pryor filmed his legendary concert film, Richard Pryor Live on the Sunset Strip, which we talked about in two episodes ago here Mm -hmm. on Comedy History 101. And you know something I noticed? When you run down the street on fire, people will move out of your way. And just a mere four years after he lit himself on fire while freebasing cocaine and and was severely burned over like about three-fourths of his body. In, 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 as in, as in, the in, legend goes. Oh, as the legend goes, he was burned over that? I think that could no, be... No, remember, you remember, remember we, we talked about this in the episode where like, you know, he, he we did he burn himself freebasing or did he light himself on fire on purpose? Uh, I think I think the conclusion was, uh, and this was actually two episodes ago on uh, yeah. Richard Pryor's comeback, is that uh, he and a friend were watching a documentary on that Vietnamese monk who lit himself on fire. And I think the consensus of his friend was that he thought Richard Pryor's was in such a crack-induced uh, 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 
what do you what do you call a crack induced yeah, <laughs> coma like a yeah yeah coma right? yeah so he was just like on so much crack and delusional from the drug that he um, tried to emulate the uh, monk yeah yeah and put he poured one fifty one on himself a thing yeah so basically let's like let's smash cut four years from himself running down the streets of the valley in L A on fire to um, doing this children's show, which was on CBS Saturday mornings, called Richard or called Pryor's Place, created by Sid and Marty Croft. Whoa, let's get on over to Pryor's Place. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is like right kind of after the say we were talking about before after the Sunset Strip when he was like really, really hot and he'd gotten just gotten some big, huge production deal, which is how he's able to like kind of. Um, start doing all these movies like you know it was after stir crazy after well, you know obviously after silver street after stir crazy and after after, after the street. toy yeah yeah now this is before Ooh. i think this is actually yeah it's after the toy right this is a couple years after the toy but he had his own production deal so like richard Pryor could do more or less whatever he wanted at this point and so he he chose to do a children's tv show yep and one thing i gotta say about it it has a really catchy uh theme song <laughs> which was done by, um, uh, but which was done by Ray Parker Jr., who also did the Ghostbusters theme song. And did the Ghostbusters come out about '84? Was it around the, the same? same year? Yes, the same year. But there's actually there's a whole. This could be a whole another podcast. But do, yeah, do you know the do you know the whole thing about the Ghostbusters theme song? Um. Didn't they get sued the, by Huey Lewis in the news, or yes, was it vice versa? Yes, and it's easy. Maybe if you have some time, we could drop this in. But if you listen to Huey Lewis, I Want a New Drug, and then play it right next to Ghostbusters. And basically, from what I recall, was Huey Lewis was uh, contracted to write the theme song for Ghostbusters, which was I Want a New ah, Drug, and they wound yeah. up not liking it. And then Ray, Ray uh, Parker Jr. came in and just kind of kind of stole I want a new drug and that's that, where <laughs> yeah and, and tying that into a similar place in comedy history um, there was a series of Budweiser commercials I believe it was where they wanted the the rap group the fat boys to be on it and oh, yes, they didn't the they, they, they declined uh, I don't know um they didn't do it for some reason. So they got Joe Piscopal, who dressed up like a fat rapper with two other fat rappers. I think and then, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I do believe they got sued by the Fat Boys. Oh, my God. that's I, I think that is actually worthy of another episode is the Fat Boys. The Fat Boys are people that get yeah. sued for, well, for, for <laughs> stealing, uh, plagiarizing. Both. Both. But let's drop, in, let's drop in a little clip here of uh, here's the theme to Pryor's Place. Whoa. Oh, oh, oh. 
Myers Place. We'll return after these messages. Ooh, ooh. That's just... Yeah. What, I don't know. What does that make you feel? It just... I just not good. I mean, like, first of all, like... Don't, I'm not a big. I'm, I am a fan of the font they use in the show title, but like not. not I think the way that, that, the, I think the font is the best thing I like about that title series. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not a fan of the font. What is that font? Do you know? No, the font? I am. It's well, it's it's different ones. I know it as ad lib bold. I do like that font a lot, but I just yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it fits. With the, Was, it doesn't the, fit with Prior Space. A little too heavy no, on the drop shadow, I it, think. Yeah, it doesn't fit the balloon <laughs> of Prior Space, which I think I think we both kind of were thinking about the same thing because it's very odd in that if you've never seen this show, it's like it's Richard Pryor referring to his childhood, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. That that is a whole rabbit hole in itself. Yeah, I mean, like, but before we, we but let's, let's dissect okay, yeah, the the okay, opening right. the sequence, and then that yeah. rabbit hole is like, yeah. We thought we thought this was going to be quick. I don't, don't think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is going to be a yeah. two parter for sure, yeah. if not three. <laughs> so we're not even out of the title sequence no. yet. Nope. <laughs> so it makes you think that Ray Parker Jr. is like a big part of the show, but he's just simply. But just at well, the we got him for the day. We got him for the day, and yeah. he's doing a really bad job at lip syncing. Yeah, it's just he's just kind of there. Um, but I have had the song stuck in my head for for all day, as I'm sure yeah. people around me will attest to. But yeah, it is kind of catchy. It's a catchy little tune, um, and it is odd that he kind of shows up in the credits everywhere and then disappears. Richard Pryor? No, or Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> Ray Parker Jr. Yes. Yeah, I would actually say uh, I don't know where they. I'm sure he has the star clout, but they say it stars Richard Pryor. But it actually stars the actor who plays Little Richie, which is uh, he's playing Richard Pryor as a uh, 10-year-old. And again, I don't even I know what we're going to launch into on this one. <laughs> so yeah. um, uh, first of all, so the premise of the show, it's it's 10-year-old um, Richard Pryor growing up in his neighborhood um, where I assume it's Peoria, but it looks sort of like New York <laughs> City, um, you know, yeah. because it's like uh, they're trying to be sort of like Sesame Street with the puppets and all that. Right. Oh, God. OK. Yeah. yeah. But it's <laughs> basically Richard Pryor. He he opens the show and he closes the show and he's he's very serious in the opening of the show and the lesson that we learned uh, within the show. Friendship is great, right? I mean, especially that kind, when you have that special friend, someone you can talk to and share everything with, and they keep your secrets. Of course, uh, good friends, uh, even they fall out sometimes. But that's the way friendship goes. Yeah, I mean, he's doing his, which, which you know, I actually think he's pretty good when he does this serious thing, but then it's just so oddly misplaced, and especially here, when, if you know anything about Richard Pryor, about how... His yeah. childhood was actually kind of almost horrific, and well, he cut, he one... basically grew up in a brothel where his mom yeah, was a prostitute, a and yeah. his uh, his his grandma ran the brothel. So if yeah. this is supposed to be young Richard Pryor learning life lessons, and the life lessons are things like there's an episode on friendship where yeah. he and his best friend get in a Tonto. fight. Yeah. <laughs> Don't steal basketballs. There's a lesson like you should stay in school. But he, he but Richard Pryor grew up in a brothel. 
Yeah, and he would hear women being beaten at night and just not know what that was. You know what I mean? It's just horrific. And there's actually, it's on the one, was the first one I watched, episode I watched. Which, which, which episode? Called, I saw I saw the one called, on Friends. I saw the one uh-huh. on uh, Don't Be Dumb, written by Paul Mooney, who one, one of his great collaborators. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the first one I watched was To Catch a Thief, uh, about the basketball thief thieving incident and that was one where it was beginning when uh, Richard Pryor was kind of talking about like but almost being humorous in a way it was oh my dad would if he caught you he would give you a beating and they would actually ha- they had this like beating sound effect it was very odd especially if you know oh I didn't see that episode yeah, yeah who's, who's the special <laughs> guest star in it because um, that's another thing about Pryor's Place. It has a lot of celebrity um, guest appearances, and we'll, we'll dive into that in a bit. But who, who guest starred on, on To Catch a Thief episode? No, on this one, actually, there wasn't anybody on, on this one that I noticed. Um, I did see... On, they were probably uh, there, you just didn't notice them. <laughs> it was, I think it's actually, I think this might have been the pilot or the first one. Maybe it was before they could afford the big, yeah. the big stars. Yeah, other than Richard Pryor. But this one had no... Stars that I could recognize. The other ones, even we'll we'll get into the stars. But I'll wait to the stars part. But yeah, this one was pretty uh, star free. Yeah. So one thing is just weird. So he's supposed to be young Richard Pryor, and it's sort of an ambiguous time period. But yet, you know, there it's clearly the eighties because there's like break dancing references and yeah. and all. <laughs> there's a and lot of that. break. With a lot of breakdancing references. Yeah, so because the kids were really into the breakdancing in, well, in even the, the rats. Did you did you see the one where the rats start breakdancing? <laughs> no, no, I think I missed that episode. I saw the one where it had uh, 2D from Facts of Life was the yes, guest star. Yes, I saw one. When I was a kid, I had a cousin Rita. I liked her a lot. She was much older than I. You know, she was about sixteen or seventeen. And when you're nine, that is old. She was an old cousin. And she was very pretty. I remember this one time she came to visit us. You know, Richie, I cannot get over how much you've grown. That's that one too, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was weird because she she plays his Richard Pryor, little Richard Pryor's cousin, right. um, and he has a crush on his cousin, and so does his friend. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, and- Richard Pryor grew up in a brothel. And it's just like knowing the backstory. It's just kind of weird. Yeah, the whole that yeah, the whole thing is just kind of odd to see. And then just I mean, the whole puppet Sid and Marty Croft thing is just a good, that's a whole nother level. That's just like well, yeah. First the puppets look just horrible. Yeah, they're awful. I mean, like even like if you know of City Martin Croft, Sid and Marty Croft, and they even look worse than normal. You know, and yeah. Just like, yeah, those guys were just. Uh, here's an interesting trivia bit that I dug up um, um, for my notes. So um, apparently, back in the '70s, Sid and Marty Croft uh, they wanted to make a. Uh, uh, There's a um, an amusement park that would open up in Atlanta. That, yeah, uh, some real estate developers wanted to start. They offered to Sid and Marty Croft, and so because they're from Atlanta, so they said, "Okay, yeah, right. we'll start this uh, amusement park here, right?" And which immediately went bust after like six months. So this building sat empty until it was bought by this little-known cable organization called CNN. Ah, that's kind of yeah. interesting. What was the yeah. Sid and Marty Croft amusement park called? Um, I can't remember. I had it on my notes. My notes got, got lost, but we can find it. We'll look it up. But yeah, they had their own amusement park. 
I think it's called the. It was like Sid and Marty Cross World of Adventure or something like something like that. Yeah. Ah, nice, nice to know. Nice but the, to know. But the other weird thing about them, which I didn't realize, is that everything they did always seemed a little off. It's because they were Canadian. Ah, that explains uh, it. Yeah, yes. that explains. <laughs> in fact, it explains all Canadians. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, they only made I. Well, it only lasted one season. Prior's place, uh, surprise. Um, it aired um, at eleven thirty a.m., ten thirty Eastern on Saturday mornings. Um, yeah, they they just made thirteen episodes, or is that too many episodes? I don't know, but but the the odd thing is, is they they were nominated for like eleven, ten or eleven Emmys. No. I think yes. it was like Children's Award, Children TV Well, no, Awards. no, dude. No, that was... Really? Uh, I beg to differ, yeah. That was from what I discovered in my... We can we can double-check with the um, the comedy history encyclopedia, the comedy history... Yeah, um, just surprisingly, not a lot on Pryor's Place on, on the internet. Even the IMDb page, when you go to the trivia tab, uh, it just said, this aired... In 1984, <laughs> that was yeah, the only trivia the, about it. <laughs> so the 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 uh, the park was called the World of Sid and Marty Croft, and it was an entirely indoor park in the oh. Omni International Complex in Atlanta. Yeah, and that's where <laughs> CNN uh, wound up taking over. Yeah, so uh, that's good to know. Uh, another good thing to know is the uh, some of the guest stars on Prior's Place. Note that segue. Um, so. He actually had, I saw the episode where, where Lily Tomlin's on, on it, uh, uh, Robin Williams made an appearance, Sammy Davis Jr., uh, Shirley Shirley Hempel. Okay, yeah, that was one. Karate actually, Kid, uh, Pat Morita, I saw that. He kind of plays, uh, Marita, you almost yeah. think a pedophile in a video game parlor. I was going br- to bring that up, dude. <laughs> Can we talk about that a little bit? How like, he was very, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That kind of creeped me out a little bit. Yeah, he ran. He was the he was a talent agent who ran the. That was in the Planet of the Dumb episode. And yeah. He ran the arcade where all the kids would hang out, and he was a big agent. Okay, kids. Um, so much for business. Uh, we gotta have some fun. Right? Yeah. You guys are into new experiences. I got a machine back here that is a winner, and believe me, the price is right. No charge. Right this way, gang. That's it. And uh, that's it. I'll get around the machine like that. There you go, baby. Yeah, it got a little (laughs) bit creepy, and I was wondering on if it's going to do like a different strokes, a very special episode of (laughs) the Bicycle Man or whatever. Was that the? the (laughs) And and who was it? There's this guy from WKRP, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was Gordon Jump. From WKRP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, I thought it was going to take that, that sort of turn. No, no, no. Uh, no. Yes. Yeah, so, I was ready for that. Yeah. But <laughs> I was worried. They, I was worried for the kids. But all he did talk, was yeah. kind of drug them in a way. They kind of went yeah, into this fantasy world. He took them into the planet of the dumb. And here's the other the, the thing that was barely, at the time, not a star, but on the planet, you remember the planet of the dumb? You remember all the dumb people that came out to, to all the. Yeah, the, I yeah. couldn't really recognize them because they're all in makeup, but who was that? Oh, one of them was Tony Cox, who you might recognize from. Um, he wasn't in. Bad he Santa. Was in, uh, uh, yeah, Bad Santa. Yeah, Bad Santa. And um, what's the uh, Fairly Brothers movie? Um, he was in uh, Me, Myself, and Irene, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. 
yeah, yeah. So Tony Tony Cox, bit of a, a kind of a big star, but like that was before before they were stars. That's right. There you go. Yeah. Um, so on the show, uh, uh, and then we'll give our general conclusions. Let's see. Richard Pryor plays three different characters that kind of pop in and out. Um, and one that's most prominent is Chills, the J- Jamaican street musician. <laughs> oh, is, and, is chill, and he does he a chilly? really bad Jamaican accent. Hey, freeze on that music and on that thing, man. What you mean, what's wrong? The music from that box in the mingling with the jazz from my horn, and today chills only want to hear jazz on this corner, okay? <laughs> Is he chilly or chills? Um, I just sort of cut and pasted <laughs> into the doc. I think it's chills. <laughs> okay. Thought it was chilly, maybe? I couldn't tell. Yeah. Yeah, then he plays sort of like a homeless guy that's sort of like his Mudbone character. Kind of like Mudbone, yeah. Yeah, and then a fortune teller. Um, Carlotta. Richie, I knew you were coming. You did? Yes, the crystal ball knows all and sees all. Sit down, Richie. You look troubled. What's on your mind? Yeah, so, again, <laughs> my takeaway of the show is it... First of all, Richard Pryor looks so unhealthy in this show. And, you know, yeah. he, he passed away in 1998. But this is 1984 where he was still making movies. He's so – and I tried to Google to see if he was like back on drugs during the filming of this because he's so skinny in this. Yeah, he's super he, thin, he's, yeah. Like very – like he didn't look this skinny when he filmed just two years earlier uh, live on the Sunset Strip. I mean he just looks uh-huh. really unhealthy in this. And this was like a year before they filmed uh, Brewster's Millions. Yeah. Yes, so that was um, yeah. one takeaway is like, whoa, he doesn't look good. And second, he just looks like he doesn't want to be there at all. <laughs> it's like he's putting like no commitment into his characters or 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 his his monologues. And it just looks like he's just phoning this in. I mean, did you get that impression? I don't know. I mean, I I, I think the thing that that struck me is that like, like his monologues are oddly weirdly i mean he see because he's he's doing that really quiet when he gets real quiet and he's like kind of into it and you know it seems like he's trying to convey this point i thought but yeah yeah he's oddly out of place because the rest, the rest of the sh- like the laugh track like you know this is just like this right. is a sid and, that was a sid and marty croft thing where like they would just play laugh tracks it was just like dude guys you don't you don't need that when the cornbread's talking you know damn yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that well, that was my take on it. You know, yeah, I just thought it was. I thought it was the opposite. I thought it was he was oddly in character, and maybe really? I don't know. He just he just like was on the money. Maybe I don't know. That that was my take on it. He just like to me. He just has those little wraparound parts at the beginning and the end. He, yeah, but then he plays he he, these dropping characters, but it just seems like he has no commitment to the characters whatsoever. You know what I mean? Even when he's like interacting with Lily Tomlin, and it's like uh, he just seems like he's just like phoning it all in. Oh, uh, when he's so doing when he's doing yeah when he's doing the character parts, I agree with you. But I'm just uh, when I'm talking about when he's being himself when he's doing the yeah. wraparound bits. That seems to me different than when he's doing the character. Yeah, the, the character is just kind of dumb. Spent a lot of time in detention. <laughs> I think that's the first place I saw my name up in uh, lights, in the detention room. Say, Richard Pryor appearing here all this month, king of detention. 
My friend. Like chili. <laughs> I'm telling your fortune. Give yeah, me. yeah. But I, then I was just like, again, I was trying to see, was he back on drugs during this year? Because, like, first of all, it just looks like he's phony. And second of all, he just looks so skinny in, in yeah. like he, on camera. He's just, like, real thin. And he didn't look that way, like, two years ago. And it wasn't, uh, you know, he was still making movies, you know, for another, you know, uh, like, 15 years after that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know how much surgery they had to do, too, because he just got a weird, like, just because, like, his, his, uh, it's all just kind of very, almost plastic looking, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he, I guess, he, like you were saying, like, he, he did get burned quite a bit. So, which, which you're, unless you have anything else. Oh, so, anyways, uh, we, we talked about this. Yeah. So, Paul Mooney wrote one episode, and it's, you know, the Paul Mooney, um, we've talked about this on our episode about great comedy comebacks, um, was Richard Pryor's main collaborator. Like, he wrote a lot of material with Richard Pryor. Um, I heard, like, on a WTF, like, maybe largely wrote a lot of it on his own as well. Okay. Of Richard Pryor's material, but in at any sense, uh, he was like a main Richard Pryor's main collaborator on material, and wrote the uh, wrote an episode of this, and and it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> it was he right before, the, he wrote, so he wrote he wrote also wrote uh, the script for Brewster's Millions. Yeah, he wrote the um, he wrote the um, the cousin episode, the the girl episode. Yeah, and also he was a writer on In Living Color. So yeah, he, when he was, you know, he when, this is before in living color, but yeah, he was a he was a big guy. Yeah, he was he done a lot of stuff and and uh, yeah, one of his collaborators, and he was like one, he's like one of those unknown faces behind comedy. Yeah, I mean, he popped up on the Chappelle Show and things like that. Oh, yeah, but that he's not by far a household name. Yeah, definitely. That's he was one of those guys. That's oh, he's that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's he, he's always kind of been there. Um, great writer, uh, funny guy. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see him pop up here. <laughs> well, he's just Pryor's collaborator, and it was probably yeah. around the time they were working on Brewster's Millions because that came out in '85, and this was '84. So yeah, oh, um, oh, definitely. It looked like that script probably didn't take that long. No, here's the funny <laughs> thing. I was just reading about this about Brewster. Yeah. So apparently, the movie that that's based on had been redone. <laughs> it was it was based on a 1902 1902 novel, and it had oh, been yeah. done. Yeah, by that point, it had been redone by like ten times. By 1985, <laughs> there, yeah. there had been uh, about ten different uh, screen uh, screenplays of the same thing. Same was, was was it was the premise he had to spend like a million dollars in a day or something spend, like that? The deal was yeah, he either had to spend a million dollars up front or spend thirty million dollars uh within thirty days. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, that seems like kind of one of those nineteen depression era yeah. comedies where you're Lord. kind of wanting to some escapism then you watch a movie about a rich guy trying to give away but all his money even, <laughs> but the novel's even like the novel's like 30 years before the depression it's like yeah. even before that back old timey days give me a cigar I'm gonna you know take the Titanic across the ocean blah 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 yeah like a guy who looks like uh, the, 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 the guy from Monopoly probably <laughs> it would be on the awesome. book cover so yeah. what's your takeaway on uh, on this unknown? We call it a classic. I think it's just an unknown show. Uh, Prior's place. 
It's just, an, uh, yeah, it's just an interesting little gem that kind of pops up but thanks to YouTube. It's one of those things that have been lost to time without YouTube. Uh, so it's kind of cool to see it. That's what I would, I would say, and it was interesting to see what, um, how much power money will get you when you um, have a production deal. You know, even Richard Pryor will make his own TV show for kids. Whoa, let's get on over to Price Place. Um, yeah, my takeaway is it's almost unwatchable. I don't even think kids would like this. Yeah, no. <laughs> What's that? I don't think I don't think if you're a yeah. Richard Pryor fan and it's not like, okay, I'm I'm a fan of this band, so I'm gonna see this sort of side band project they do, you know, stripped down and just sort of a different musical style because I like this musician so much yeah, no. I think it's just even the most hardened Richard Pryor fan and I'm a pretty huge fan of you know Richard Pryor the stand-up comedian um, and I, I think even just the hardened Richard Pryor fan would not enjoy this show no this is just kind of sad <laughs> to watch on that level then, and, 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 and if I was a kid I would not enjoy this show yes no and that's the thing if you're a kid that you don't want to see talking cornbread muffins and what's the other one the old Jewish rumple yeah, but they were like they they give you know ethnic accents to all this these talking pu- food puppets, and they didn't look like. But why did they have the ethnic I think, accents I think, then? I think, I think the, <laughs> if they the, make the the food, I look think he ethnic. was rye. I think that was a joke. Is that the old Jewish guy was rye, and then there was a German one. Ah, uh, okay. Nickel. Yeah, and then there's like French bread, of course. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, unless you have anything else, I think we pretty darn well covered the uh, 1984 children's TV show Pryor's Place. Whoa, let's get on over to Pryor's Place. Nah, Dro- drop we- in, <laughs> drop in another uh, clip of uh, the theme song. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think we've done it. I think we've put the cork in that. <laughs> yeah. So and with that, it's time to plug away. Scott, what do you have to plug? Uh, hey, Harmon, thanks for that. Um, well, mostly, I just got a couple couple of films coming out. So I've got a short film premiering at the uh, Hilava Film Festival in the Czech Republic in October in a couple of weeks. Uh, and then I have another one premiering at the um, Winter Winterthur Film Festival in Switzerland in November. So that should be pretty exciting. Nice, very nice. And we just want to thank you guys for tuning in. And we will see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101.